Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. you got to put some gravy on that. <laughs> Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network, thelaughbutton.com. Today's guest is an actor originally from Littleton, Colorado. You have seen him in many a TV show and film. His most recent high-profile role was as Joe Paterno's son in the HBO film Paterno, opposite Al Pacino. Hoo-ha! And directed by Barry Levinson. Damn! Other highlights include his work with industry titans Jack Nicholson and Martin Scorsese in the Oscar-winning film The Departed, and opposite Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott's Oscar-nominated film American Gangster. He also appears on stage often in New York and has started multiple award-nominated indie feature films, including a masterpiece called Water Balloon in 2011, oh, written yeah. and produced by none other than America's favorite security guard himself, Neil Potter. It's Larry Mitchell. That is a big um, intro. I just want to start off. I'm a little upset that you said that you're just killing time. I thought this was um, really, really important. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to have to cut out of here in about three minutes. <laughs> it's debatable, What's Larry. Up, How What's are up? you? The last time I saw you, we were in the woods. Yep, yep, yep. About... And then we also shot a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Peter's, yeah, was... Peter's still trying to sue us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm we sure messed up his shoulder. Yeah, it's uh, no, he's not. He's, 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 he's not. had like three surgeries since he fell off that fence, fence in the woods. Yeah, we so oh, people. Well, you know what, man? The dude should just learn how to climb. Like, thank you. Worth a joke. <laughs> thank exactly you, for the for people listening in. We did a movie called Water Balloon. Neil wrote and produced it, and there's a scene where the four of us, the, another. The three of us and uh, Peter Voris, who you've heard on this podcast, are running through the woods after throwing water balloons, and we all jump over a fence. And Peter did this, and it looks great <laughs> on camera, but apparently he hurt his shoulder, and it's our fault. <laughs> yeah. So on an indie film, he tried to sue us for a, a movie we're totally losing money on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good good move, Peter. Good Doesn't move. Does he have a diner that's like, or a cafe? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah he, he owns a... He owns a block he stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called Fallen Shoulder. <laughs> um, Larry, back then, now that you're so famous, were you doing Neil? Yes. Were you doing Neil a favor as an actor, or you just got to take gigs? Seriously, like if Neil well, calls you today, you take that gig. Uh, when Neil calls me, you know, you always take the call. Um, <laughs> he didn't but, say take the gig, though. <laughs> I didn't say take the gig. Uh, you listen. But, no, I mean. If I'm honest, and I shouldn't be, but um, Neil has always been one of my favorite guys that I've known in sort of the theatrical community, and he's funny. Um, most people probably don't know that about Neil, but he is actually funny. We rehearsed, uh, we rehearsed that all it week. Was, <laughs> it was like, uh, it was a fun time, and I didn't know you at all, really. No. So it was like, um, but he called and pitched, and he was like, dude, you got to do this. Like, you have to do it. And, um, 
and I was, and then of course you guys paid me money, so I did. <laughs> um, we'll give you a little something. Quite frankly, part of it was, yeah, I mean, I had just left a job for a long time, and I was acting full time, and and uh, and if it w- didn't pay anything, I probably still would have done it, but I wouldn't have told you that at the time. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I mean, I needed every penny I could get at that time, and it was also fun to do. It was a cool script and good people. Um, so yeah, it was a good time. Fine. Well, let's fun. go back. Let's go back. Hey, you were you grew up in Colorado, and uh, did right. you, you know now how did you get from Colorado to New York City? So did you go to Colorado State or something like that? Where'd you go to college? Let's pick it no, up. No, I didn't. I didn't go to any big uh, schools. I mean, the school itself is big, but the theater program was small at the time. It's bigger now. But I went to a, a commuter college called. Metro State College in downtown Denver. Um, and at the time, I was really disappointed in myself for doing that um, <laughs> because I had opportunities to go to some sort of name acting schools and and I just didn't really have the guidance. And I ended up at, at this Metro State place as kind of like a fluke to go what I thought would be a year. And then I stayed there. And um, the good news is, is that, you know, I paid for my education with like one of my first acting gigs because it was so cheap to go there. So um, I didn't walk out of there with debt. But you went there for uh, acting. For acting. I yeah. did, yeah. It was, okay. I mean, technically my degree is in speech communications with an emphasis <laughs> in theater and a minor in Shakespeare. But you can't ask me any questions about either of those subjects. <laughs> I would fail miserably. So what, you were we, acting in high school. Yeah, then. were you an acting kid? You were a high school theater geek? Well, or? I was, yeah, acting kind of, uh, to go back even further, I was kind of a punk kid. Like I was a, I was a hard rock, like really key hair farmer, heavy metal drummer, you know, and we were punk kids and I was in alternative school and in alternative school, like literally it was called Colorado's finest alternative high school. They named it something else now, but, um, wait, is that for bad kids? What's an alternative school? It was for potential dropouts. Like, oh wow! I mean, oh, I don't shit. know. Like, if you have to qualify it with that many things, Colorado's finest alternative. You know, you're, like, <laughs> you're kind of working too hard. It's like, you know, adding names to a football team. You're like, we're the rampaging lions. <laughs> well, that's not good. The international Silver <laughs> Streak submarine. So man. you were really messed. Yeah. What you're saying is you were really messed up as a high school well, kid. Well, we were punk kids. Oh, yeah. cool. And, and we and I got kicked out of the high school that I was going to. Oh, to nice. District because I ditched too much. Oh. Okay. And so oh I went to this alternative school where, and there were a lot of really smart kids there. Um, and, uh, and, and actually, some of them turned out fine. And I ended up getting into drama there as a dare. A buddy of mine talked me into doing it for. He literally had to talk me into doing it for two weeks. And my mom was always like, you should do theater. I'm like, I'm not doing theater. Like, you know. Um, yeah, what punk kid does theater? Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's not cool. And I wanted to be in a band and, you know, play music. And and uh, and I went and I signed up for this class because all the hot chicks were in it. That is absolutely <laughs> the reason. And we did awful productions of plays that, like, they weren't even, I don't know what they are, but they're like... <laughs> Off license plays of real plays, like some version of 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 the Wizard of Oz. It was called Christmas in the Land of Oz, <laughs> and it was like you know the Tin Man who I played didn't have he he got his heart, but he didn't have like uh, courage or I don't remember what. It was. was it, it was supposed really to teach you how you're gonna <laughs> to do better in life or something? It sounds like it was no, like it after school special. It was, it was just like let's get together and smoke weed. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, that was sort of unofficial. That's what we did. And, like, I had this really long hair, and I played the Tin Man, and my dad and I made this horrible, like, suit out of sweatpants and, like, <laughs> like an actual funnel. And oh, we God. colored my hair silver, and I had a ponytail. And, I mean, it was really... Really, is there I, mean, a, I was probably. Well, is there a copy of that floating around? <laughs> that does not exist. Uh, uh, um, actually, it exists in one place, and that is in my house. Oh, you uh, do have a yeah. copy. Okay, oh, I, I actually see probably that. do. My dad was big into that. Okay. So anyway, I was there, and I, I felt like I, I just wasn't my place after a year and a half at the alternative school. So I went back to traditional high school, which, uh, believe it or not, cost me a, a half semester of my life basically because I graduated late because those credits from Colorado's finest <laughs> didn't transfer oddly enough wow. um, to back to traditional high school. And, um, but that's where I got involved with, in theater in a much more quote unquote professional way. And I had a teacher there that kind of challenged me in every single way and, and really helped me understand what, the hell I was getting into. Um, well, and it, I didn't, I mean, did you like it? I didn't, I didn't really equate like being on TV to being an actor. I just kind of thought it was something to do. And, um, and I did like it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I really liked it. And once I got into plays there and started performing and, you know, then it became a thing. And what, you, you decided to go to New York and not LA or did you go to LA? I, I thought about LA, but my back then, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but it was 20 years ago when, you know, then it was my thing was the heroes that I knew growing up, right? Like Pacino and De Niro and and Duvall and all these people, they started in New York, right? Right. And there was all kinds of good training in New York. And that didn't, at least from my understanding, didn't exist in L.A. at the time. And I really wanted to have that option. And... I like New York better as a city because it's just more real. You can be anonymous. Not everybody's an actor, you know, that kind of thing. And how did you get to New York? Yeah, did you, you drive? Did you do the old drive a car in? How, what was that? That's always the craziest yeah, thing. Like, um, Ratso no, Rizzo? I was a little weirder, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh, I, was no. in, I was in Seattle. Uh, for I, I, One of the th ways I got out of Colorado was I was in Seattle for a stunt workshop. Um, which I don't, I don't do stunts. I was terrible at it. And those guys are fucking nuts. Pardon my French. And, uh, like these guys, it's a whole different breed of people. And I'm like, this is definitely not for me. So I went to LA and I bought a train ticket, like an Amtrak that stopped at three places, Montana, which I visited my sister and then Chicago. And then it ended in New York. And I knew two people in New York and I had a backpack and I knew when I left Colorado, I wasn't coming back for a while, but I didn't know it would be that I would be making an instant move. But I made the choice to stay in New York on my way on the train with my backpack um, and then I got off, got off in uh, Penn Station, <laughs> and my buddy who was going to NYU, he came and got me, very nice guy, and I was going to crash in his dorm room for two nights. And that's as far as I, uh, ahead as I got. I had two nights where I could stay somewhere. And a backpack. That was the plan. A, <laughs> oh my but it was God. a big backpack. I mean, it wasn't like, <laughs> right. it wasn't like, you know, I had a poncho. I mean, it looked like I was mountain climbing. So did you and, just start uh, getting, yes. you, the, like, the, you were auditioning immediately or, or, or no. uh, did the you bear work? group right well, away or no? Well, when we, no, you had to get a job. I, 
No, I was broke, <laughs> and I went to a temp agency, you know, back in the day yep. where they give you a typing test. Yep. And listen, I was an actor in high school. I was a punk kid. I, um, and so they, they gave me this typing test, and I oh, no. failed, like, terribly. <laughs> and they said to me, you should probably take that again. And I said, okay. And I did it again. They're like, well, yeah, we'll see. So they called me once, and I was gone. I don't remember what I was doing, and I didn't call them back. And then they called me again, and they said, uh, we have a job for you, a guy Friday, which is kind of like a copy boy, which right. is basically like the piss boy of the temp world. Right. And, it's, the below, um, it's below the temps? Yeah, it's like, you know, you're washing balls. <laughs> And they said, we have a job for you. It's at Radio City Music Hall. And I was like, what? What? That's the coolest thing. And, and you have to wear a shirt and a tie. And I had like two ties and two shirts that I sort of interwoven. And I literally <laughs> sat next to a secretary's desk in a chair for 40 hours a week making copies. And I didn't know how to work a copier. So it was like Jane Fonda in 9 to 5. Like I was just like... And nobody it was like in this back corner, but I would literally broke the thing and I was trying to unjam it. I'm taking it apart. I mean, it took me two hours to make copies. Um, oh, man. So you are like the real dumb guy in the whole office like this yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. I and, they, and I must have mumbled when I introduced myself. I said, I'm Larry Mitchell. And they were like, oh, this is Mitch. And I'm like, great. I'm only going to be here three months. So you were Mitch you know, for three months. They're like, Mitch. And I would be like, what? And then like... They're still like, name, like <laughs> they're still like, hey, Mitch made it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Mitch. I'm like, who's Mitch? Um, and then I, I ended up, I was like a finance temp. I didn't know a thing. And they're showing me Excel. I had never opened an Excel spreadsheet in my life. And I'm like, sure, I could do all that. And oh, then shit. like I was getting ready to be done. And the woman I worked for emailed the company saying, if you have a really good, if you need a good temp, Take Mitch. And I was like, <laughs> so I kept working there. I ended up working there for 12 years. What? Oh, shit. oh my God. Did you get a desk at finally? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I actually ended up with an office that was literally adjacent to the chair that I sat in. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I, I somehow managed to stay there, and, and the guy that came in, to replace my the, the person that was leaving in the production department, um, I went over to him. I said, listen, here's the deal. I'm an actor. I don't want to work in finance. The finance guy offered me a job, still a buddy of mine. And he was like, and I said, but I'm an actor. I'd rather work over here. And they were like, you're an actor? We thought you had like an MFA or an MBA from Yale. or I don't remember what they said. <laughs> something like that. And I'm like, well, you guys are all stupid. So... Um, <laughs> Anyway, I got hired in the production department in the shows that toured um, the Christmas across America. It was called Christmas Outside of New York then. Cool. And this whole time, and then I but ended up working there for a long time and had flexibility and benefits. And but I told them, I said, if you're going to hire me full time, I'm an actor, and I want the flexibility to be able to go to auditions. And my boss was like, sure, assuming that I'd never worked like most everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was how that ended. So oh, that's where I. That's, that's how cool. I, yeah, that's a cool role. All right, we got one minute left in this. I uh, got to okay, jump ahead. Sorry, that's all right. No, we're one minute left in this segment. Um, wh what? Uh, what's your dream role right now? I know you've been working in television, whatever. I just want to know what. What? Like, if I had to give you a role, you like? I know you just did. We're going to talk about your current um, NCIS, but like, what's your dream Movies, role? Movie, TV, TV film. You know, 
you well, know. Well, it would be something, you know, uh, I, I, I don't say that, like, it's not like, you know, I always wanted to play Stanley and Streetcar, but that's kind of like you do it in one and done. I think my dream role would be a series regular that is a guy that is, uh, well, the dream role kind of guy is, um, what's his name in Stranger Things? The uh, Oh, Dave, David Harbour. Yeah, he's got he's he has my dream role actually. Out of the roles that are out there right now, mm. from the very first frame of seeing him pull up in his car, I'm like that's the that's exact the guy. part I want. Oh, that's nice. a good because that's it's a got good all the background, it's got all the great stuff, and it's a cop, which I play all the time. Yeah, so I'm like oh, I could get it, <laughs> but it also has all the depth behind it, and he's fantastic anyway. Yeah. But like that's I would say that's right in line with it. So you can make that happen. I will. I'll make it happen. I made people's dreams <laughs> yeah, yeah. come true Lenny's a lot. Lenny's executive producer we'll now see. at ABC. We'll see. As a matter of fact, you've made my dreams come true. I got to throw a water balloon. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> at midnight in some sort of area that I couldn't find on a map. Uh, all right. The second corner we're going to do today is um, now, We, like I said uh, before the show, we let Neil produce shows segments once in a while and this is a neil suggestion you've worked Stink. with some this is yeah. 175 well celebrity. i mean we gotta go there we gotta go celebrity yeah, talk once in a while neil loves it okay you got to work on joe paterno a movie about joe paterno the hbo film right. paterno you got to work opposite al pacino you play his son and you're directed by mm-hmm. barry levinson where do we start neil you want to talk about al well, it's funny. We could start at so many places, but yeah, we might as well just talk How about it. How do you get this role? You just audition yeah. for this role and they like you or you know somebody or... No, oddly enough, I auditioned. I went in and read and like HBO gives you no sides. It was like if you tried to print it, yep. like the whole screen went blurry. Like, <laughs> they came and got you. you. People knocked like, on your door. Like, like you couldn't print it. Like and, and so it was very limited sides. I went in, I read, I was like, whatever, just like you do. And then, you know, they said... Something like, oh, he very likes you, but they don't think you're right for Jay. They're trying to figure out where you fit in. So I was like, yeah, that's gone. And then they, I got a, they called me back and said, come and read Scott Sides, okay. um, who's the big heavier brother played by Greg Grunberg, who's fantastic. And uh, and but read them as Jay because they rewatched your video and they say, oh, if you know he dye his hair, he could be Al's son. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. So I went back in and I read two more pages. And literally, I never met Barry. I never talked to him. Um, they called me two weeks or something later and said, you've been approved by HBO. You've been approved by casting. You've been approved by everybody. Offer of Jay Paterno is yours. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and and I, all I... I wouldn't tell my wife is because all I cared about was like Al Pacino's son. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and that was how that started. All right. Wait. So, so then you get the whole script and you're like, "Holy shit! I'm I'm with Al Pacino in these scenes." Yeah, I didn't, and, and my manager at the time didn't realize either um, the sort of uh, that, level of involvement that I would have. He thought I'd be there like you know for a week or something, but I worked a lot, and I was. With Al a lot and with the family and all those great actors a lot. And, wow. um, yeah, it was, and the experience of doing it was even better than the film, and the film was pretty awesome. Were you nervous? You get nervous when Al Pacino walks on the set and you're like, oh my God. This- well, you know what's screwed up, man, is that when we did a table read, right? It's like Kathy Baker and Greg Grunberg, and, and, and we're sitting there and. Um, <laughs> 
And they told us, like, I had had my makeup test the day before, and there's like 700 people looking at whether or not you look like what you're supposed to look like. Right. Or the, yeah, and there's like, so on Saturday, we're just going to read a couple family scenes. I said, okay. So, you know, we all arrive at this studio in Soho, and we go up, and basically, Al's not in the room, right? right. So they hand us an entire script. And uh, and they had sent us literally ten pages to review before this, and then they handed us an entire script. And Al walks in, and the AD <laughs> says, "So we're just going to read all the family scenes." At which point, Kathy Baker mumbles to herself, "Who I just adore." She was like, I "Guess we're cold reading in front of Al Pacino." You know? like, <laughs> and that was when I was like, <laughs> and Al walks in, and he's like. He couldn't be nicer, right? But he knows who he is, right. and and he's much bigger than life at that point because he's not dressed like you know Joe, and he didn't have the fake nose on. And right? He's like Al, you know, and he's like, "Hey guys, <laughs> good seeing you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we're like trying to not flock to him at the same time, and right. Greg who, you know, has had a pretty nice TV career. He's just as excited as I am, uh-huh. and and. Uh, yeah, and so that's when we were nervous. And then I was lucky enough on the, my very first day of shooting, there's a scene where I come into the locker room and I just explode and get really pissed off, right? Yeah, yeah, I know that scene. Um, and that was the very first thing we shot. So I was able to blow my nerves out, and Barry was very complimentary to me. And then the next day I shot with Al for the very first time, and I got him to laugh a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and once I, once I got them you know to laugh a little bit and we were kind of because he was like eh. like he i do nothing in that scene right, right? I, I say did you read it and he goes oh and and i was like okay just you know he says you want to rehearse i said it's your movie dude <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 al pacino goes do you want to rehearse it yeah, he's just like, and he's been kind of out of the side of his eye. He's standing next to me. He goes, "You're gonna rehearse." Oh, that's so cool. Because you know, you think I, those kind of guys are just like, "I'm not rehearsing. I'll just go in and no, do it." No, he's he's an actor before yeah. he's anything else. Yeah. Man. He's wow. so giving to work with, and so we rehearsed, and then, um, you know, uh, we sat there and 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 you go to do we, before you rehearse. And, before you rehearse, you go to one of your friends. Like, can you record this for me? <laughs> well, oddly enough, Greg did that for me at one point. Uh, a scene of me shooting something with Al, but um, but anyway, so I, I was nervous, and Al was like talking to Barry after the take, and he was mumbling something, and I walked up and I overheard him. I don't remember what they said, but I said, "Yeah, sorry, I had to carry you guys through this." <laughs> and they were like, "Ha ha." Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> And uh, then we, it was, yeah, it was, we were off and running at that point. Oh, uh, that's cool. How is Barry Levinson? He's yeah, supposedly like he's the nicest a big guy. comedy guy. Yeah. He... He's, well, he's fantastic. I mean, yeah. first of all, he knows exactly what he's, I mean, he has the cut in his mind. Yeah. He won't tell you that necessarily, but there was one thing where we added me to a scene and, and he says, and you just don't talk here. And I said, what do you mean I don't talk? You know, and I was like getting all defensive. He says, sometimes it's just better not to talk. And I, I was like, he hates me. Um, <laughs> I watched the cut and I was like, oh, this is why he didn't want me talking because it doesn't matter. Like they cut out of it and they're doing all this kind of, you know, flashback stuff. Right. Um, but he was super gen- like super kind. 
Um, well, there's a great want. podcast with him on Mark Marin. Oh, if yeah. you ever listen to it with oh. Barry Levinson. Yeah, and he is, you know, and he's very into the human element of, uh, you know, of storytelling. And he was very into the family stuff and, and, and knew what he wanted, but was also knew how to talk to actors. And that's kind of rare these days with directors. But he's such a director's actor. And Al, to his credit, he's such a... Uh, 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 respect to he's such a respectful guy like he would ask barry says hey barry can i hold the football you know i'm like al pacino you can like stand on your head you know um but it was you know i mean like i say the experience of doing it and everybody was happy to be there yeah right it's not like you're shooting something and everybody's like oh this sucks i hate being here and we worked short days because you know, Barry knew what he wanted, and Al didn't want to, you know, work all that long. And, uh, and so everybody, from the family, we were like, let's, we were excited to tell the story. We were excited to work with Al. We liked the script. We thought it was fantastic. We liked our parts. Nobody was, like, jealous of one another. And we all got along exceptionally well. Um, I would say that across the board, including the DP, who is a younger guy, and he was awesome. Um, and he had shot one of Barry's son's things and then they went on to, you know, do what Barry's son is doing now. But, um, there was just, there was a killer experience. And are you watching? Yeah, go keep going. In the middle of all this is Al, who is, he sets the tone and he is the nicest human being. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we all know what he does as an actor, but as a human being, he is a beautiful man. So. genuinely so what do you learn from somebody like that and also robert de niro and then i'm going to cover him but what do you learn from these guys when you're there just you know total professionalism or like just well you know i could watch al and i would i got to observe him you know just watching him sometimes too and when he would sort of get out of his rhythm right right he would start talking to people to to remind himself what it was like to be a real person i mean i don't know if he was doing that uh, consciously or it's just something he does now um but that and, and that he's really wants to everything to go well and do well and he's very supportive and he's very gracious the guy thanked me a couple times he's like oh i changed what i was doing because of what you did that's great thank you like, <laughs> shit yeah you came in your pants did you get work from that did you get work from this movie now that- I, I did, yeah, I mean, yeah, some, you know, I mean, it, they wouldn't let us do any publicity. Like, I, I was going to get a publicist and do all this stuff, and HBO didn't want to do publicity, unlike uh, whatever the uh, the guy that stole all the money, what was the guy, the Madoff. one that Barry did. Madoff? Yeah, Madoff, the Madoff movie. Like, everybody thought Madoff was a criminal, right? Right. Well, the idea of what Joe Paterno did and didn't know is very muddy. Yeah. So HBO kind of backed off from that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I certainly uh, got attention from it. And, and uh, I wouldn't say people were like, oh, my God, we got to call him. And, and people don't recognize me from it as much because my hair was dark and I, think <laughs> I look different. And, well, does Al they wait? literally painted my head every day. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, does Al improv a lot or no? Uh, he can. We did. Um, there's a scene between just he and I. Yeah. Um, in the bedroom, which is one of my favorite things I've ever done ever in my life. Yeah. And we just kept talking at one point, you know, just to sort of riff. And he will, he'll take you wherever, you know, he'll go until everything stops. He'll just keep going. Yeah, because you uh, can improvise, but. 
He will, because you Sorry? can. Uh, you can improvise, so he'll go with it. It's, oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> I mean, and of course, if he doesn't want to, you're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, you, you're not gonna be like, hey, Al, we're gonna improvise <laughs> Yeah, this is, what, this is what I had in my mind for today. All right, <laughs> yeah. so you've also yeah. worked with De Niro. No, I haven't worked no, with De Niro. I worked with Jack. Russell Crowe. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. So what are those guys like? Did you get to do scenes with them or...? I don't well, remember Jack both Nicholson, I got to exchange a few lines with him in The Departed. Right. And that was my first experience on something of that magnitude. And I literally, I say very, I think I say like, may I remind you, Mr. Costello, pride comes before the fall, right? Right. <laughs> and, and I couldn't remember that line if you held a gun in my head. <laughs> but as he comes over, because I heard... Uh, Scorsese say, oh, just walk over and run that with the priest so we get an eye line for Leo. And I was like, wait a minute, is he coming over? Right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, basically, we weren't even on camera. They weren't turning the cameras towards us. And so we had kind of checked out. I was listening to Scorsese direct those guys all day, which is the best thing. But run that thing with the priests. And then, like, all of a sudden, Jack Nicholson is like, <laughs> coming over to where we're seated and I'm like that you know yeah and he's he said I don't even remember what he said he said good morning fathers and and I my line came out like super aggressive because it's all I could do to remember it and and then he when Jack is like on the set he's like runs the world you right. know he's like cracking jokes smoking whatever it's his life his world, we're just living in it. And um, and then he comes back and he says to us, he's like, good job to the other priests. And then he looks at me and goes, that was very nice. <laughs> so he and liked he walks it. walks off. And I was like, I can retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it gave me confidence so that when he came back, you know, we were able to, when we actually shot it, we were able to interact with him and sort of fill some stuff. And then Scorsese, I had a buddy who had worked on Scorsese films, and he's like, be ready to improvise. And we did, which is not in the movie, but Scorsese asked us to improvise. So improvise in an accent and, you know, like yeah. a Boston accent. The only thing I could think of was like, the kid's got an eye. Right? That's all I could think of to say. Oh my and god! So that was the whole thing. We're on a yacht and a yacht and the yam and like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and it, it, yeah, but it was great. And then uh, Russell Crowe was very kind, and that was right about the time like he was throwing phones at people. Right. But he was he, he came in and he's Russell, and it's he was like running the whole scene, and he was kind of like a loose aloof until we ran the scene, and then he was super nice to me, and I couldn't believe it. He says, "I can't do an Australian." at all but he you know he's like oh you're real good mate you know that and i said huh um so they went in for a close-up and and of course the the scene is not in the the theatrical version it's in the director's cut but i'm in the credits um and ridley scott like comes out of the who i adore i mean i was like ridley scott and he comes out and he just walks up and he gets really close he goes ridley scott and then he disappears. <laughs> that was it, huh? And I was like, okay. And then he came back out. He goes, well, I think that deserves a close-up. And then they moved in on me. And then, and Russell was like super like, you're my God. Like locker room talk almost. He's like, you did that because you earned it, man. Go get, you know, like yeah. all this kind of stuff. Wow, that is um, crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, it that did wonders for my confidence. It didn't, I, I thought like I would be in these movies and like people would start 
booking me on these high-end jobs and and um it did wonders for my confidence but it didn't you know right. uh, it, people weren't like off throwing roses at my feet or, uh, it doesn't yeah. some doesn't translate well, oh, when you're, yeah. wait 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 we only have one minute left oh, i want to sorry neil um oh, sorry. i want to go to well this is how we do the show um I just want to talk real quick. You got to work now with Scott Bakula on CSI New Orleans. Is that the show? Yep. Or NCIS New Orleans? CSI New Orleans. Okay, so... NCIS. NCIS New Orleans. Okay, so um, what's how's Scott Bakula? I would say Scott Bakula, because he's an executive producer on that show as well, mm-hmm. he's probably the nicest person I've ever met in show business. Wow. In the sense, like, we were there, it's COVID times, and we're shooting a fight scene later, and he's like, listen, we can do it without masks or with masks it's totally up to you and he's asking if we got in okay and do we feel safe and all this kind of stuff and not only that but he was always prepared showed up knew his lines and some of these people don't do that and he was uh and he was like that with everyone not just me specifically uh it was uh, and and it really made a difference on the experience of doing that show it was, all, go- it was all good great. experiences and you got to yeah. work with yeah. neil too at yeah. one point i mean now the, when the he great Gino, De Niro, when, when Scott, Potter. when Bakula comes up to you and goes, "Hey, if you're worried about, COVID, are you just like, I don't care if I die, it's okay." <laughs> no, I just I've worked started making out with it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck I it. Was like, I was like, let's just make out, and see if we get it. Nice. Okay. He well, let's into that. Let's go to the next corner. Which I don't I, know if I got enough Al Pacino worship out on me because I grew, I we went to Strasburg and yeah. so that but that was a great moment. That I feel good. like come on because no because you know Al Pacino. I feel like then I guess I know Al Pacino. Ah, there you, you go. Do. Perfect. And to, to, I know we're done with that segment, but there, I, I, two mistakes I made. One was starting to watch Al Pacino movies before I went to work that oh, day. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> said, don't do that. Yeah, that's a bad idea. And then the second thing was I walked out of my trailer the very first day and I had to fight every impulse in my body not to go, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like that probably would not end. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about New Orleans. You were down there doing this. So, yeah, yeah you're down there during COVID. And, I mean, we went through a little bit of this. It's You try to get in the bubble. Don't do anything stupid, right? But it's New Orleans. So you're doing a, you said you did a two-episode uh, guest star arc. Yeah. And yeah. you haven't been killed, so maybe you'll be back. So what? How? Well, how is? Uh, did you like New Orleans? Ever been there before? We're I, gonna talk I about New never, Orleans, by the way. Yeah. I uh, I had never been there before, and um, this is not the time to explore it, obviously, because <laughs> yeah, we were stay and we were staying in a great hotel. They put up us put us up very nicely, and we're like right next to the French Quarter, but that's pretty much closed. I mean, mm. you can't have any music in New Orleans. Like it's oh. literally outlawed to blow any sort of right <laughs> instrument oh they're taking it serious tech. down there yeah god forbid oh you know yeah so you can't like there's no mute you're walking down the french quarter. now i've never been there but i've heard about what it's like you walk through the french quarter which you do very carefully because if you get covid you don't have a job right yeah, I mean, yeah, not yeah. only might you die yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not going to be on the show. Um, and and I'm walking through it, and it's like there's no music. It's dead quiet. There's nobody around. Um, and you can't even really go into restaurants. I mean, you could a little bit, but you couldn't go sit at a bar. You could go to a bar and sit at a table by yourself, but you can't sit at the bar. Um, what Have so, you ever been there, Neil? 
Yeah, I've been there a bunch of times, but I mean the same. I mean, I've never obviously in that situation, like when we were filming ABC, you can't, you don't want to do anything to risk your job, so you really can't do it. You're stuck. Well, New Orleans is just a uh, interesting city. Yeah, if you're not there when it's hopping, that's a different world. Were, um, were you there when it was hopping? Oh I've, yeah, I've been there. I've been there a couple times when it's hopping, uh, and it's you can't even walk down that street. I've been there almost no. Mardi Gras. I mean, I was there for the Super Bowl. And oh um, yeah, back in 2002, I think it was the year after we went. Maybe yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a drink, it it's a drink fest, eating fest. I mean, that's Bourbon that's, Street yeah. is wall to wall people. Yeah, the yeah, French yeah. Quarter, oh, the architecture is unbelievable, like nothing you've ever seen. Um, and and my favorite part of New Orleans is it has that uh, true detective edge to it, yeah. where like okay, if you go down that street, you're definitely going to get taken in by some voodoo person and fucking <laughs> yeah, I, they're going to eat you. Definitely somebody <laughs> killing a goat nearby. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that. There's that right. voodoo yeah. edge to it. I think that gives it right. like it's it's like no other American city. For it's that. definitely got a. There's a fear factor there, and there's definitely an there's um and the an food eclectic group. The food's great. The well, but and from my experience, like I walked down Bourbon street and there ain't nobody out i mean oh, literally yeah. it was empty that's weird. And, and and the people the few people that were walking around with the you know hurricanes and hand grenades and all that shit it was like i'm like i'm definitely gonna avoid you <laughs> yeah right? because i'm wearing a mask and they're not and so you're just not doing any of that um <laughs> it is yeah. a very and, unique and the place other part of it is like i got there i was like i totally understood streetcar name desire better i was like that oh god because <laughs> i'm such a theater dork but um well it's yeah, hot I, right yeah. it's hot and the people are uh an interesting group right yeah and, and the accent i yep. get why the accent is so we had this driver that would take us back and forth to work and he was the best i mean he was from like the bayou yep or what they call which i was like what did you just say he said oh yeah coon ass like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's. I'm like, I don't think you can say, but it's like. A, <laughs> well, my roommate. Like a phrase down there. That's what you refer to people from the bayou. I, I and on the menu at a diner, it said one of the omelets was named Jewish coon ass. <laughs> I was like, I'm uncomfortable reading. Did <laughs> um, it taste pretty good? Oh yeah. I, I <laughs> well, New Orleans has this weird thing because my roommate Marty, who's a really good actor, he he he's from New Martin Orleans. Scorsese. Uh, yeah, Marty Scorsese. He <laughs> talks so like do we know these people, Marty. Well, Marty might listen. His roommate, Marty Marino, forty years ago. Uh, uh, oh, I'm only thirty-five. Uh, wait, so he, but New Orleans has this weird edge to it, like because I grew up in Texas and. And it's like the party city, and it's cool to party. Everywhere else, you gotta deny that you're wild. In Texas, you gotta deny it. But then there's in Alabama, all those southern states. But in, in New Orleans, it's really cool to party until you drop, until mm-hmm. you die. Right. It has this death wish. Oh, like What's people it? go down there just for trouble. Like Ted Alexandro, like the sweetest man in the world. Got yeah, yeah. Arrested. And that's the best part about it. It's like it encourages that thing, and everyone's super cool. But that that's the best part. It's about the, it. people say with nothing. What happens in Vegas stays in. Vegas. Vegas. I think New Orleans is just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. See, uh, what I got from New Orleans is, is, is I was like, oh, th- it's like St. Patrick's Day in New York City every day here. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically right? it. Yeah. I mean, and people are just walking out, throwing up everywhere. Throwing like, up. Bourbon Street smells like vomit. If you've ever yeah, been to Bourbon Street. I guess Street. they repaved it because of COVID. Like, they were like, well, we have the time. Let's repave it so everybody can piss all over it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, probably true. That's probably a good it. idea. 
Yeah, so I did like yeah, I would I'm envious of you guys because I've never had that oh. in New Orleans and I was excited to go and I barely got near the food. I'm like, well where can I get from you know uh, gumbo DoorDash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kinda of sucks. You gotta go hopefully you'll get a chance to go down there again, um, with this who knows what this character is, but we'll have to watch it and find or, out. Or it'll be water balloon. Ah, that, well, yeah. we could do water balloon New Orleans version. Water, we're a little, well, we're, now we're way too old for do water. Wait, balloon. my favorite New Orleans story, yeah, ever is that. Uh, just a little bragging about my past is that mm. when I <laughs> when I was at Baylor, mm-hmm. uh, I won the pool tournament, so I was like the pool trip in a Baylor. Okay, <laughs> so I had a, <laughs> I had, me and of I beat. I beat my friend Brett, and I thought I was like a really good pool hustler. So Baylor pays for us to go to LSU, okay, to play pool against LSU. So it's Baylor versus LSU in billiards, Louisiana State. But all I really care about is I got a free trip, and LSU is like thirty minutes from New Orleans. Right. As I'm yeah. going, I'm going to New Orleans. You get drunk and hit somebody with that pool. <laughs> no, it's 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 one of my worst moments ever. Uh, so I go with this group, but with the pool, I wasn't. I thought it was just the billiard team. Uh-huh. Turns out it's like the gaming team. So it's like got the chess kids. <laughs> The checkers kids, <laughs> the debate. So it's it's me in this van full of just dorks. complete dorks, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on my now I'm like a hustle pool hustler. So I'm on my holy. I think I'm like the coolest guy right. ev- ever, and I'm not. But so me and Brent go there. We immediately get just crushed by this LS <laughs> this LSU guy. He hustles us in pool. He destroys me in in ten seconds, and I'm done on Friday by four o'clock. I'm supposed to play all day Saturday and Sunday. I'm done. Yeah. I got just demolished. Everyone's like, wow, that was fast. And I'm like, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> anyways, I, I ran, I ran a car. And then, so we're there all day Saturday. I have nothing to do. I'm in New Orleans. I'm fuck this. And we're going to New Orleans. So I rent me and Brent rent a car. Yeah. We go to New Orleans. We get smashed out of our minds. I don't even know how we make it back to this hotel. We're in Baton Rouge. We have the greatest. It's like New Orleans nights; they never end because you don't start yeah. drinking until like twelve, and then you just, Ugh. and then you go to like the music, and yes. then you go around, and you meet the people and the girls. It's just a, it's a free for all. Like I said, you're just, you're happy that you're not in a, in a cage somewhere getting your organs like taken out from you, <laughs> and that's a success in New Orleans. So anyway, so I'll cut to the last part. So we're leaving at like nine a.m. Sunday morning, yeah, with the group of like two vans, yeah. 20, 20, like 10 people in a van. So, and <laughs> me and Brent, we were so drunk and so crazy. So we have the rent-a-car in the parking lot. The, the, all of a sudden we hear horns at like 9 a.m. And we're smashed out of our mind, oh passed God. out. And they're like, uh, Neil, we're ready to go back to Baylor. Right? <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> and we're, we won't get up. We were like, <laughs> I'm not getting up. And they're banging on our door. <laughs> and the, the gaming, they're so, it's, it's the most upset anybody's ever been at us. <laughs> and they, they're like, because they can't leave us because we're from the Baylor, we're the right. Baylor billiard team. And so they can't leave us. And so, <laughs> and so we wake up and we're like, we're like, holy shit, we got to rent a car too. And we're like, we don't know what to do because we got we got to return the rent a car back get, to yeah. this place like thirty minutes away. Just, and so it just, was the most hated anybody. So eventually, <laughs> we did it all. These people had to wait like two extra hours for us. Oh my god! And and I, the, no one has to that day, not one person in those vans, like 20, 18 people, ever talked to us again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be really clear. There's probably a number of yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. all those people are probably sitting in their basement, like eating Cheetos and hacking into the you know, FBI website right now. But, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I got nothing but good memories about New Orleans. But I was that's down why there. New Orleans is so much fun for the Super Bowl. Actually, it wasn't that good a memory. The Rams lost at the year. After, Neil and I went to the Super Bowl to see the Rams. I'm a Ram, I grew up a Rams fan, even though I work for the Giants. Now. But we went down to the Atlanta. We were in Atlanta, stuck in a lady's house. And so the next year we get to go back to Super Bowl. Rams are favored by like 14 against what is now famous for Tom Brady's coming out party. Cause oh he, no! Because he beat the Isn't Rams. That Kurt Warner in the yes, and oh, he wow. beat. Yeah, so right. Rams should have won two Super Bowls in a row, but then you know Belichick and whatever Brady magic started that year. That was the year. But and they a, went on to beat. It this is the perfect super team. Super Bowl place, though. It's, it's a great Bowl. Super Bowl place. And we were done. I went with Justin McKinney, who's a huge New England's fan. I was like, "Look, man, your team won. Um, wherever you want to go on Bourbon Street." He's like, "No, nah, I want to go sleep." Like, wait, I'm sorry. What? what? We're <laughs> yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Even I, the biggest dork in the world, wherever you want to go, let's go listen to music. Let's go have some food. Let's go get into trouble. He's like, nah. Like, nah, your team just won the Super Bowl. What do you mean, nah? So, so neither one of you ever wanted to go to Mardi Gras or anything like that? Those are big Well, trips. they had, like, it was, like, right before Mardi Gras, okay. you know, straight, right like as it's starting. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, getting God. close. Well, see, for me, man, like, I did so much of that stupid shit in, in, in like, Almost like borderline in the middle school and the high school. Mm, you're um, over it. Like, and we were tripping acid, smoking weed, and drunk, and you know, renting limousines and all this dumb stuff. That by the time I got to college, and then at, well, when when I was in New York, I partied pretty hard for the first number of years. I was there. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a temp, uh, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a temp, but I'm really good <laughs> at foosball. Like, <laughs> that all those people are like, Mitch can party. Wait, did you eat? Um, did you eat any of the food this time in New Orleans? Did you go eat crawfish? Did I you had, eat? I went to like po boys, all that stuff. I didn't do a po boy because I, I just you know it was like one of those things where I thought I had more time. Even though I was there and there was a hurricane and it like oh the, you know that hurricane came in and oh, we, shit, we that's lost right. two days of shooting and I'm there like I oh, just sit and drink in your hotel room i'm like what are you fucking kidding i'm on the 12th floor i'm from colorado i've never seen a hurricane what are you talking about and they're like ah it's only a it's only a you know a category. A category two yeah. yeah yeah it's like that did you go to that I'm, place where you get the little beignets and whatever cafe yeah, dumont yeah, okay du that counts that's open air so yeah i went and i had a beignet and i was like Great, and then I threw the other two away. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. Uh, they're not good. For I mean, you. No, you open that, it looks like a like you just scored like a cocaine bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's powdered sugar. Just it's like a bag of powdered sugar. Yeah, yeah it's you know? fried dough. It's the worst thing you <laughs> yeah. could possibly. But uh, so I and I had like um, I had a really good omelet at that one place. I didn't have the Jewish coon ass, but I had something else. <laughs> and uh, and then I went to like the I don't know, it was a red. I don't remember what the fuck it's called. But, uh, <laughs> I went to a couple places, but most of the time I'm like, you know, sadly I ordered my groceries from like Whole Foods. Oh, you know, so I mean, it was it was pretty tame, and I felt tame, and I felt. No, nah, but it's COVID. You have COVID, no choice. You got it's no COVID. Choice. We did the same yeah, thing. We had like the best experience going to LA, and the next thing you know, we're in a hotel. And we're just going to the set. I'm like, we can't even see friends or have a night yeah, out. You can't. Like, you can't Hang yeah. out with anybody. We weren't yeah. hanging out with anyone. Yeah. Right? No. Even in the hotel, we were all on the same floor. It took us a week and a half. I was like, guys, we get tested every other day. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. can at least hang, hang out, out and talk to each other. Exactly. You know? Now nope, everybody's afraid um, to do that. It's crazy. 
And we right. did get tested every other day. I mean, and like, yeah. and it depends on the nurse you get, right? Because one like wrote her name in my brain. Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah, we had the same thing. The counterclockwise. But everybody's turn. safe. All right, let's move on. All right, am I right. leaving? Neil is oh, leaving for this next part. Yeah, there's a bell. Oh, I love that. There's a bell. Right. Go ahead, Neil. All right, I'm we're leaving. Gonna, we're gonna put Neil in a soundproof booth as we do every week. Oh, Not okay. every week. Sometimes I do a quiz. Sometimes I don't. You're going the wrong way. What are you doing? Oh, he's taking his phone. Hold on. All right. So what we do every week, sometimes we play games. um, Well, every week we play games. It's just about which kind of game. And this week I wanted to put together a quiz. And Neil gave me the impetus because all he was talking, since he produced that whole segment, even though he doesn't do much work, he just goes, Al Pacino. Um, That's kind of all he did was say Al Pacino and touch himself. Yeah, that was it. it. That's that's what Neil does, man. Um, (laughs) um, So we're going to do Al Pacino movies. For our oh, quiz God. today. So, and it's not easy. So we'll see how smart he is. But just to like, give you background, Larry, as our, our audience knows, Neil very rarely wins. Okay. He's about, his record is like, I don't know, if we've done 100 of them, he's probably won 15%. 15 out of 100, you know. So, but he always gives it a good shot. He starts off good early and then dies. So we'll see oh, how I'm many. I'm terrible at this kind of thing. Oh, jeez. All right. Geez. All right. I'll do- All right. I'll- I should have given. Hold on tightly, but all right, I'm hold on tight. With this stuff. I know. Well, we'll see how. Well, if Neil's Mr. Al Pacino. This should be his a big win well, for him. I just I can remember stuff, but under pressure, like I said, I can barely remember my. Under life. pressure, okay. you've worked with the greats. This yeah, should be I, cake. Okay. Let's all right. Do it. I'm, uh, I'm in. I'm getting focused. Here's all you got to do. Here's the quiz. I give you the character. You give me the movie. So if I oh, say him, so if I say oh, Michael God. Corleone, you just say The Godfather. Okay. Whew. Well, there's one that I won't get. I mean, I'm like, I can't even use that one now. Just, go, just, just gave it away. guess. Yeah, exactly. Ready? Here we go. That's why I did it. Uh, Tony Montana. Scarface. Boom. 14 left. Jack Kevorkian. Oh, I don't remember the name of the movies on HBO. Um, uh, Jack Kevorkian. And I don't know. I don't remember the name. Okay. Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade. Scent of a woman. Detective Steve Burns. Is that that Serpico? Nope. Uh, No, uh, Serpico. Serpico, I think. His name is... Oh, right. It would be Serpico. Serpico. Uh, Burns, it's not Heat, is it? Nope. Okay, Uh, next one. Lefty. Lefty? I don't know. All right. Ricky Roma. Oh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. Lieutenant Vincent Hanna. Uh, you, may, you may have guessed that before. Lieutenant Vincent Hanna. Uh, heat. There you go. Sonny. That's all his name is, Sonny. Huh? Sonny was the character's name. S-O-N-N-Y. Oh, uh, uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Yes. John Milton. Good Lord, I don't know. The uh, Devil's Advocate. Yes. Look at you. Big Boy Caprice. Oh, yeah. Dick Tracy. Yes. Tony D'Amato. Tony D'Amato. Uh, You're doing well. Oh, that was... Uh, oh, the one with Johnny Depp. Um, you want to come back? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, yeah, uh, that was, um, they paint houses, don't 
Whatever the name of the Irishman. There you go. Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn, Angels in America. Yep. Arthur Kirkland. Arthur, I don't know. Oh, my God. That's a famous one. Arthur Kirkland. I don't know. All right. Okay. And Walter Abrams. That's a tough one. Beats me. Don't know. Okay. And the last one, let's go back to it. Tony D'Amato. Uh, it's not Carlito's way, is it? No. No. Uh, it is. Uh, I think he's Carlito. It's one where he's with Johnny Depp in the, I don't know. I, I All right. The movie. One, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, like eight, nine. No, nine out of 15. Now let's see Mr. Al Pacino if he can beat you. Neil. All right, let's get Mr. Neil Potter back in here. Let's go, Neil. And we will see how smart the great Neil Potter is. His name is Bill. We got a chance? He might have a chance today. He got 9 out of 15. All right, let's do it. This is Al Pacino movies, Neil. Okay. I give you the character. You give me the movie. So if I, I see, I get to distract Neil. I get to ask him. Like, sure. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Michael Corleone, the Godfather. I take out my buzzer and really get in his ass. God, so. Michael Corleone is Godfather. Right, that's good, but that's my that's example. That's not a question. Oh, you don't need to use your question. Voice. All right, I here we go. Your answer voice. That's I right. Thought I got that right. Um, Tony Montana. Scarface. Nice. Oh, yeah. This is well, easy. You know, don't say it like, <laughs> like everybody should know it. You need to think about it. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. Jack Kevorkian. Hmm. Jack Kevorkian. Oh, I know it now. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Jack, I'm going to give you a back. Yeah. If he doesn't get it. You're talking about the movie that's on HBO. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack Kevorkian. Yeah, what's the name of it? Uh. Oh, shit. I'm going to give him back his point if you don't get it. Okay. And I'm ready. The Kevork. I have no idea. I thought the name of it is Kevorkian. Go ahead, tell him. You don't know Jack. That's right. It was a trick question. <laughs> Ten out of fifteen. I'm giving it to him. What are you doing that movie for? Guy. With all his movies, what? give me Serpico for God's sake. Give his me name was Serpico. What is the matter with you? Give two? me Serpico. Serpico is I the next one. Serpico on when it wasn't Serpico. <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade, a scent of a woman. That is correct. Oh yeah. Hoo ha. Detective Steve Burns. Detective Steve Burns. This is a tough one. Detective Steve Burns. My instinct is to say Serpico, but that's not right because I have would a, be Serpico. I have a guess at this one now. Okay, you're gonna uh, wait. Detective... I'll give you back the point. Detective Steve Burns. Uh, it's the one with. Uh, I know it is. It's uh, it's the no, one. It's, with, it's the one with the. <laughs> not Frank and Michelle. It's the one. Come on. Not, not injustice for all, but the, on. the one somewhere in oh, that. Somewhere in that. Somewhere in that area. He wait. Say the name one more time. Detective Steve Burns. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. Go I'm going to guess. Go. i got to guess. Go. It was a comeback movie. Go. Sea of Love. No, Yo, good guess, That's what though. I was thinking of. That's a good guess. That's what I was um, thinking of. Cruising. Alan Barker. Cruising. Mm. Cruising. That's cruising. A, oh, shoot. That's a... Off. Kind of I love cruising. cruising. That's one of that's the movie that brought me yeah, to New York. All right, here we go. Um, lefty, <laughs> lefty, lefty. Oh shit! You're talking about that animated movie he made with no. Madonna? Lefty. Uh, <laughs> wasn't he in lefty. that? Idiot. <laughs> lefty. What the hell are you talking? Uh, he, I know what he's talking about. I know exactly what he's talking about. Lefty. Lefty. I know exactly what he's talking about. You will too, Larry. You're gonna die. I don't know. Why not? I I, you know, I, I worship Al Pacino. I, I guess I don't worship him enough. Oh no, my buzz is broken. <laughs> what? Uh, Donnie Brasco. 
Jesus that's Christ. what I was. That's the one I was thinking of. That I was. I you better pick it up, Neil. I gotta up my game. Checked. This is terrible. This, you're a big fan, Neil. Ricky Roma. Shit. Ricky oh, Roma. Ricky Roma. I don't know his characters. I just know it's See? Al Pacino. <laughs> God damn. Matter of fact, I can I can give you a quote from that. Go, give it to him. Hit me you ever with- take shit that make you smell like you slept for two weeks? All train cars smell vaguely of shit. Oh shit! Uh, I don't know. See, uh, Donnie Brasco? No, you already did that Stink. one. Fuck. Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Oh, God, this is awful. Lieutenant Vincent Hanna. I'm just depressed about myself. Uh, I love when he loses. He played a lieutenant. Yeah, Lieutenant Vincent Hanna. Shit. Neil's in despair. <laughs> I'm now. in despair. I can't say "scent of a woman" again. All I can think about is Godfather. No, they, what? He played. He, played he was Michael in the military. Corleone. I'm just joking. He put, right. Heat. 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 That's my favorite movie. You don't oh even know his God. name in the movie. No. What? What was? Who? What are you a fucking owl? Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Heat is like literally my favorite movie. Okay. I'm really. She's got a reader. <laughs> then you're not gonna get this one, Sonny. Sonny is. Uh, that's well. That's Sonny is the. That's. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's Sonny Corleone. No, Sonny. I I knocked this one off. Frankie and Johnny. Pressure. You did. Frankie and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Dog just, day afternoon. Oh shit! I I You're I know such that. A I know that. Fan. All right, all right. Uh, you got uh, me, Larry. John you won. Milton. You won. Go ahead, keep going. John Milton. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Keep going. This one, I, I, I oh. have to go. I have to like sort of. He got all these right. About, you got to dig uh, deep uh, on this one. Literary references to take a guess at this. This one, was great. John Milton. The Devil's Advocate. Yes. There we oh go. Oh my God. You did give it away. Yeah, all right, now helped, this is the helped. one he's talking about with Madonna. Big Boy Caprice. I'm so upset with the. Uh, Oh, that's not Dick animated. Tracy. Yeah. Dick Tracy. <laughs> but that's what he's talking about. I got to interpret Neil for you. That's right. Well, felt animated. It was that bad. Lion, Lion King Part 8 or something. Yeah, yeah. No. Tony D'Amato. Tony D'Amato? I wanted to say Dog Day Afternoon. No. But they already did that. That was Sonny. He plays yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Tony I love, I love how he quotes it back to me. Oh, he played Sonny in that one. Yeah, yeah the one you're wrong. Yeah. You yeah. Shit. Because in. he knows. I'm yeah. trying to redeem myself here. Uh, this is Wait, say that name again. Tony D'Amato. And give me a line from the movie. Uh, <sighs> I mean, Tony Montana? Are you just saying it wrong? Is it Tony, are you trying hint? to say Tony Montana? <laughs> are you saying Tony Montana? <laughs> There's your hint. Uh, see you, love. Nope. Any given Sunday. Oh, fuck. Oh, I just watched this with Jamie Foxx, too. Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah, the one that just came out. Yeah. Uh, the Irishman. There you go. God damn. Roy Cohen. Maybe I got Roy proud. Cohen. The concussions sorry. are Roy Cohen? Roy Cohen. Oh, oh Angels in America. Your there you billiard, go. Billiard sport. Jesus Christ. I was a pool champion of Baylor. They can't take that away from Arthur me. Kirkland. <laughs> Arthur Kirkland. Uh, Injustice for All. Yes. Nice. And Walter Abrams. Oh shit! One of my favorite movies ever, Walter. <laughs> I named my dog Walter. Uh, no idea, but I'll guess. I'll guess. Uh, Walter okay. Abrams. Is it a new or old movie? Uh, not new. That's no. That's not a guess. Uh, wait, what are you talking about? That's, that's, that's a hint. <laughs> that's a. Wait, it's how a, do you say Walter lost. Abrams? This is again? the last one. How do you say it again? Walter Abrams. Serpico. Damn it! How do you not put Serpico on this list? <laughs> Two for the money. 
Two for the money. Oh, two for the money. I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's a terrible. You got that was, that was seven. Seven, everything, but seven out of fifteen. I got. Uh, I got nine hundred. So sad. So sad. He beat you. The winner today is Larry Mitchell. Congratulations. You deserved it. You're you're great. Boy, oh boy. Don't you think that Al's listening to this? He's just going to be like, these guys are a bunch of... Like, he's that's, just going to be mad. That's my biggest fan. That's what you're going to say. I bet he doesn't remember half of these either. <laughs> no. If it's, they're from the 70s, like he, he's probably like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Dog Day Afternoon, I just kept waiting for the big ones like Dog Day Afternoon, and then you got me on it. <laughs> no, you were waiting for Dog Day Afternoon, and then he said Sunny, and you were like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my mind when he said Sunny, I can't get out of the Godfather. Sunny, I yeah, can't get out of, and I can't. My mind can't. My mind doesn't work like that. To be honest with you, you guys well, got way more than I probably would get. Maybe Ricky Roma, maybe Arthur Kirkland, but I don't. Tony like Montana Donnie Brasco, I should have got. Those are Donnie tough to Brasco, remember. I thought was a different guy. Mm. I thought I thought it was a different character. That was a great movie. Yes, it what's was. The, okay. That's when Johnny Depp became an actor. Yeah, but what's the one with uh, Donnie? Not Donnie Brasco, but what's the one where with Sean Penn? It's a. Uh Carlito's Way. Yeah, Carlito's Way. way. You well, didn't he, do that one he, either. So doesn't he play Carlito? Got, well, you wouldn't have known it anyway because you, you he, couldn't even name it. You know, <laughs> I know. That's the problem. Wait These a are iconic Doesn't movies. he play Carlito? I can't give it to you if yeah. the guy's name's it's Carlito. Like saying, Frank Serpico. Like, yeah, uh, I couldn't. Maybe that's a godfather. Yes, I could give you those no, two. No, I had just graduated from Stra- Strasburg in L.A. and I went to see Heat. Yep. Literally, uh, and and, and the whole the whole school's in there like having like multiple orgasms when Al Pacino yeah. and Robert De Niro on this table, and I didn't get I heat. I still think my favorite scene is Cindy's like, who who? What are you fucking out? Like that's the best <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> All like, right. I, I watched that with my father-in-law. And he says that to me now. Like he shows up, he's like, what are you fucking out? I say, you're not supposed to say that. You're my father-in-law. Like, talk like that. The way we end the show every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. You can give me something good larry you can give me something bad or you can give me both neil you start one good uh, well, thing, one bad thing. clearly the good thing is <laughs> the election the election oh, yeah that's so that's thing. my good thing of the week i was do you I feel was, any better now i felt like a moment of bliss but then the bad thing of it is i thought the election it, <laughs> i said to myself okay that's it i'm weaning myself off this news habit that i had developed over the last four years right and I just, I just it's can't, not over yet. I can't wean my, I don't want to watch CNN and I don't want to watch any but of these you channels anymore. you know it's not over yet. I don't want to watch them anymore. I just want to be, a, I want to watch Bravo. I just, I, anything but these channels, but, but I'm disappointed in myself. It's like I got a bad addiction. It's like no more drinking and then I'm drinking right again. Because it's not over yet. That's why. So that's my good and bad. Yeah, we've got to send them to rehab. Um, yeah. Larry, one good thing, one bad thing of the week? Uh, well, one good thing is that I learned that Neil was the billiards champion. <laughs> I mean, that will sort of last me for six months. And I be, um, just so you know, very, I beat Brent Hull. He's, he's a very <laughs> he's a very good pool player. That guy messed uh, messed up his whole life. Know, but you know, God bless you. Um, but the bad thing is, you know, that that. that Dr. Orange face won't just go away. <laughs> no, it's never yeah, going to end. Like, just go away, dude. It's over. Go no. away. Yeah. I, like, and to your point, like, I, I've also developed this at more like a Twitter addiction just for that. I wasn't on Twitter and I followed Twitter just because that's where all the news was happening. And it's just like, just go away. We're done. Like, yeah. stop talking. No, you know? it's but, never going to um, end. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, it will never end. And, <sighs> and, 
Yeah. All right. My it's one. Like someone's testing me for gonorrhea. <laughs> well, to take your mind off it, Sundays at 8 p.m. on oh, ABC, yeah. you can watch Neil playing the role of his life as a security guard and supermarket sweep. And after this, this week, my one good thing of the week is the People's Choice Awards is up, and Leslie is up for an award for the time machine. That's going to be nerve-wracking. Um, she Whoa. goes up against, uh, that I co-wrote with her, um, her performance. She goes up against big hitters, Chappelle, Burke Kirscher, whatever. Those are some big, heavy, you got some heavy competition. I got some heavy, but, con- Seinfeld, yeah. we got some heavy competition, but I would say tune in. Yeah, you could win this. Tune you gotta, in. I bet Chappelle's so popular, though. He's very popular but right now. But you and, you and Chappelle. You, yeah, that's exactly. what I want You and Leslie, right? you and Leslie are amazing. So congratulations to you on that, Leonard. Oh, let's. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yes, tune in to see us. Neil, congratulations on your on your. Uh, what is it? Your porn. What is this? Neil, the security. No, this it's, is your soup. It's literally like a superstore, right? Well, I went to <laughs> I went to your. Uh, <laughs> well, because I took the cop acting class from you, it's paid off. Uh, Neil the security is my porn name Larry Mitchell's website is do you have a website Larry (laughs) no just IMDB page is fine IMDB.com backslash Larry Mitchell there you go Twitter it's at I am Larry Mitchell and his Instagram is also I am Larry Mitchell and you're in a movie The Trial of Chicago 7 is that coming up that already is out it's out out how'd it look yeah I haven't seen it yet. Don't tell uh, Mr. Sorkin, but I worked a, a couple of days on it. No, I don't even remember, but uh, some brilliant actors in that. And yeah. I had very little to do with it, but I'm proud to be in it. Great. But everyone go watch Larry's stuff. He's an amazing, amazing actor, and he's so much fun to watch. And it's just a matter of time before the the kids are telling stories about acting with Larry. That's right. I mean, I will tell a story about acting with Larry. That's all That's what, all yeah. I got to live for. I think it gets there me out of bed in the morning. telling that story. It's just that they're not kids that we want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, thanks yeah, so hey, much. Thanks, You've made a, I hope you come talk. back. We got so much more yeah, to talk about. Yeah, Neil's going to ask you about other actors. We'll do quizzes where he can't answer questions. It's going to be great. Uh, basically, Neil can just say, Cool. Let's talk about Jack Nicholson, and then he'll just mumble Jack Nicholson every. Three <laughs> I get so excited. I get so excited. He does get excited. Keep working with famous people so he can ask you a million questions about. It. No, it's so fun. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All right, Larry. Right. Thank you so much. All right. All right. And good luck at the People's Choice. Thank you. All right, we'll see everybody next right. week. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.